Yo, yo, yo! You're listening to Two Not-So-Rad Dads, a weekly podcast about two dads who live on the same block and all the shit they deal with on a daily basis. We will discuss our struggles as parents and what it's like raising boys in today's society. We talk about things like if we're going to take the over or the under with the Jets and why the Ducks will never win a national title in college football. We'll share our favorite recipe for the week as well as what bonehead move we made to piss off our wives this time. We do this and a whole lot more while smoking weed together in a garage. I'm your co-host, JD. And I'm Billy, and this is episode two of Two Not-So-Rad Dads. All right, we made it to number two. Did it? What are we sponsored by this week, JD? Oh, this week's sponsor is brought to you by the, the Stimulus Check! Check! Yeah. They're, they're our last-minute sponsor, and we're so lucky to have them supporting us this week. Really fortunate. Unfortunately, they weren't able to supply much funding, only $600, so this week's show will be cut a bit short. So with that, we're going to sign off. This is JD saying Wait, wait, go- wait, 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 wait. Stop it. What's going on? Why are you stopping the show? What? Dude, they only give us 600 bucks. What am I going to do? How am I going to buy a new mountain bike with $600? That's, you know what, dude? I got to agree with you. Fuck Mitch McConnell. But Fuck what, Mitch let's McConnell. talk about weed, baby. Word. All right. Wait, let's I'm going to drop some music here. Okay. The music has been dropped. It's starting. We're hearing it, baby. That's right. It's the inhale duction. Dude, I like the new theme music. This yeah, is good. I like it too. So, what are you smoking this week, baby? This week I pulled out a little pre-roll that I was given for a birthday present. Okay. And um I generally don't smoke pre-rolls. Actually, I don't smoke joints anymore. I roll the joint out into my pipe. And the reason is is cuz if I smoke a whole joint there's i'm not doing anything for the rest of the day yeah, and i i yeah. it's too much for me I get so it. i just and if you just smoke it and then put it out it's always stale and nasty so i just put a little in the pipe and smoke it that way and then it's always somewhat fresh yeah this is proof number 42 from proof culture it is the they call it the doug fur 22.29 percent thc 0.07% CBD. Yeah, nice. Its lineage is a dog walker mixed Ooh. with SM. Oh, my God. Genotype 7. Yeah, I mean, if it's genotype 7, that must be some god shit right there. Flavor profile, pine, lemon, fuel. And you can add mold to that. This mold. shit tasted like mold. Really? Yes. My first hit, I was like, oh, okay, that's not too bad. Like searching for the lemon or maybe the fuel. And the second hit, I was like, oh my God, this is moldy weed. I've smoked moldy weed before. Oh. I know what it feels like. It, I mean, it tastes like mold. So, uh, that's nasty. Got some moldy weed? Yeah, well, I didn't though. I Good. got some good weed. I got some key lime pie from Applegate Valley. Twenty-one percent THC went to the local Nectar again yesterday. Very quickly. That's your spot. It was a good deal, man. They're selling um, fifteen dollar eighths. So I got two fifteen dollar eighths, and it's good weed too. Yeah, it's green. It's got the crystals, the hairs. It smells good. It smokes good. It's good chill stuff. Now, I think this key lime pie is a hybrid, but I think it's a little bit more of an indica because I am almost exclusively an indica smoker. Ah. And that's why I'm so happy to be living here 
in the state of Oregon where marijuana is fully legal. Yeah. And we can actually choose what we smoke because yeah. it's different. A lot of people don't realize this that. This is true. A lot of people don't realize it. Last so, time I got a $15 eighth, or thinking back to when I used to get $15 eighths, they oh, were yeah. always the yeah. shittiest yeah. weed. Yeah. <laughs> can you Stems imagine getting a $15 eighth? From and, Mexico. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. And now you get to smoke good flour for $15 an eighth. Yeah. Not bad. It's, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, well, I'm glad we're being positive because- yeah. Right now, there is some shit going oh, down. Oh, yeah. We got to get into it. We had stuff we were going to talk about, but we should just start off we with We should. That. Let's just get into it. Let me ask you, since this is a dad's podcast, we're, of course, talking about the protest slash riot slash insurrection slash coup. Right. That is taking place right here Wednesday, January 6th at about 1 o'clock uh, Pacific time as we record. <laughs> To give people some background so you know, um, how are you or are you talking to your kids about this? Ooh, you know what? I, I think my, I mean, my kids are aware of Trump being president. They're aware of not nice people being involved with his party, whether that's supporters or senators or whatever they're not aware that people are storming the capitol right now yeah. and that's that level of it so um you know because we don't watch the news on tv at home in front of the kids and we yeah. I, I mean we get the news but not from watching it on tv yeah so we we really don't talk too much about it now we do talk about um racial injustice we do talk about these important issues but we're not necessarily addressing what's happening at this moment yeah yeah i feel you i have a issue i mean the way i think about it of course all the time is that i have so many friends who have to talk their to their kids about it yeah because they're not white irish families right. like our fam you know so they they are in a situation where their kids' lives could be at risk. They have to instruct them whether it comes to how you deal with police or law enforcement in general, right. people of authority. Um, well, I've never taught. I've never taught my kids to trust police. No, I actually I have taught my son to not speak to a police officer unless his life is in danger, right? And to never call the police for any reason. Yeah. Uh, unless his life is in in danger, right? right? That's the only reason you ever get cops involved. But isn't that such a thing about this whole, um, ref I like to call it reform the police because I think that's what needs to be done. Right. Uh, because we don't need to abolish police officers. We need to change what their job is, right. not only for our sakes, but for theirs. For theirs, right. Yeah. Who the hell wants to be a cop? I right. mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can empathize with a job where, and it's, you know, you're talking, there's so many different cops. You're talking about beat cops, you know? Right. Um, who would want that job? You have to be aggressive, violent, ready for that. But you know that's what I'm the saying? problem is I know. no, you exactly. don't. I know. That's, you don't. You're right. You're right. We that's had a family friend part. who like became, who like went into it. And he, he told me he wanted to work in the gang unit because he wanted to get every last fucking gang banger off the street. Yeah. And I was like, well, then why don't you like invest in communities and allow for opportunities for people 
and and change it that way. Why is it going out and beating the shit out of people? And it, like how he said it, you could tell he like just he just game. wanted to crack skulls. Yeah. And that's the problem with the police that I have, and that people like go to their fences like the fence of being like it's the toughest job out there, and it's like. Yeah, well, if you can't do it without fucking shooting people and you can't do it without punching 12-year-old kids in the back of the head while you handcuff them for being at a party, then you don't qualify for this job. I agree. I agree. But I that's want you to be, part, I want though. you to be five foot four, 85 pounds, underfed, malnourished <laughs> with a badge on, afraid yeah. to get really into too much talker. conflict. Yes. Yeah, a really and good I want talker. you to come over to my house and I want you to be civil and you know what you know it's like i don't i don't the fucking caveman doesn't need to pound on my door and drag people out of the house and beat them just because he didn't make varsity a senior year in high yeah, school that, and that's the way i explain it to lachlan is i say to him um you know because listen i i have been one to play classic songs like nwa's fuck the police yep. while we're riding down the street yeah and i have to explain to him because i come from a very irish family tons of my family members were cops mostly firemen mm. but a lot of them were cops my godfather is a cop and i have been around cops and I know what I know is what we're talking about really is a systemic issue totally where police have become a goon squad when that is not what I think there are a lot of them who don't want it to be that way. Yes. But the problem is the culture so exactly. bad that they can't, can do do? can't do anything. As soon as you anything. speak exactly. up, you're out. You yeah. can't do anything. So that is the reform part. And that's what I try to talk to Lachlan about is no, like society needs this. Like we need to make these agreements with our government, with mm -hmm. each other, with police. But what it's become is something different. Yep. You know, and try to I try to tamper down because I do come from as as well as I know you do, JD, a kind of fuck the police mentality. Mm -hmm. That's how I grew up. You know what I'm saying? And I I want to try to at least teach my son a little bit smarter because that comes from a lot of our teenage years and what and music and culture, you know. Well, yeah, so, but it also comes from experience. how we were, yeah, we were treated <laughs> by cops. Exactly. I mean, I, like I love that meme that goes around that says like no one's saying fuck the fire department. Like yeah, do your exactly. job correctly. Yes, you know, that's true. And, and that's like, why I like to say that my family was fired. <laughs> <laughs> I always go out of the way. People are like, "You're so Irish. You must have had so many cops." Yeah, but mostly firemen. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly firemen. Um, but yeah, so I try to teach them. And like today, I say, see, this is the difference, uh, um, Lachlan. When there were people shot by police and there were peaceful protests, mm -hmm. they were called violent. So what you see is this other side. And let's be honest, it's a Republicans and conservatives in America are hypocrites. Not only are they hypocrites, but the truth is. They want a violent insurrection of the government. Yep. They want a race war. They they're the ones who want I don't want this. Right. I don't I don't honestly 
I don't want them to all be shot or gassed or anything. I want them to get better welfare checks because they're the ones who are taking them. Right. They're the white people who are on welfare. No shit. That's who's primarily being helped by all these government assistant programs in America. You're 90% of the po- or 85% of the population. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course it is. So that's the hypocrisy that I try to teach them is like, what you have is a bunch of sad people who can't admit that they haven't achieved something in life and they want to blame someone else for it right. instead of rise above when they say the same thing about us, except they are the they are supporting the levers of power, whereas we are not. We're saying, let's change it up. Yeah. You know, and their idea of changing it up is kind of reverting to a system that has already proven not to have worked for right, them, but, right. for them. But they also know that that system benefits them because they're on that side of the, of the field. Well, right? it benefits them. I think that's the hard thing to teach though, isn't it? Cause it like, it benefits them psychologically, but not financially. No, not, no, it doesn't actually benefit them. But it, but it does continuously fuel that rage. Yeah, that keeps them. That's on what that it side. benefits, and yeah, and the ego. Yeah. So I, he walked in the room while the thing was happening. And he's like, "Oh my god, what's, what's happening?" And I said, "We'll sit down and watch it." And I was like, "This is people are upset. Not only are they upset that Trump lost, but last night it looks like." This, the Democrats took the Senate too, which means that we now control the all the branches of government. Well, you can't really say you can you control the judiciary, but the Trump did a good job on that. <laughs> but it's you know, so I try to explain that to them, and they're really upset. And look what they're doing. Right, they're walking into the Capitol building and like going through people's offices, and they're just letting them do it. Well, I think there is some resistance, but it's not the resistance that would be met if this was a liberal group of people doing no, this. Like, could yeah. you imagine if it They'd was be a small group? Yeah. yeah, like half Gassed. of them would have been would have been dead. The, the whole capital would have been full of tear gas. Yeah, what is that? Kent State, you know? right? Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> have, just we have to be honest off. about that too. Is that the police? We can't say infiltrated, but they always have been a mechanism and filled with people, conservative people who support this type of behavior. That's not a surprise. Like I see people on Facebook saying like, I'm shocked that this could happen in America. How are you shocked? I fully expected them to just open the doors and let them in. Well, I, I wasn't surprised that a group that is trained by the military to break into and surround cities and occupy spaces and take people out yeah. easily got into a building. You yeah. know, it's like, there, that's what they're, tra- of, they're yeah. literally trained they're to do that. And that's always been yeah. my biggest fear is that that side, like I always feel like they have all the guns, they have all the ammo. And the other side is like, I don't really want a gun in my house because I'm afraid that my kid's going to yeah, shoot somebody with it. And then the other side's like, I got a tank in the backyard, and if you push this button, a missile will shoot out from my I front think, yard. You know, I, I understand what you're saying, but see, I think my belief has always been that police are probably 80% Republican conservatives in mm-hmm. this country, but I don't think the military is like that. I think that the military has a different type of attitude that is a bit separate from 
I think actually a lot of the military, it, they showed that more of the military voted for Biden, first mm-hmm. of all. That may have to do with his son, you know. But I think that um, the military, though I'm not going to deny rife with white supremacism, crazy shit happens. Of course, I'm not a military person. I don't like that all the money we spend on it. They shouldn't get any money. They should give it all to NASA, baby. Yeah, but, um, Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do think the military has a little different attitude. I've always felt that way. God, I hope so because it that's is, not it's a little. It's I more see. libertarian than Republican. Like, see, I've always seen cops being more like staunch Republicans and like law and order people, where military. It's so diverse what the military does and you have so many different people that and I think you also have in, in the United States military a lot of minorities so that brings a different attitude right i guess what i'm know? seeing so I think is the loud statistically i'm seeing yeah, the loud that's true. i'm seeing but the even the generals the didn't flag. like trump i think he tried to bomb iran about a month ago and i think they they stopped him huh they, that's when the Iranian nuclear scientist was killed. I think they were trying to do a double move with the Saudis and Israel and take out Iran's nuclear program from the bottom up. Uh-huh. But they just went ahead and the Israelis knocked off that dude because they already had it in motion. You know, they did that with a remote control machine gun. Oh, of course they did. That was what? like it was like satellite controlled machine gun. That was like a drone that. That was crazy, man. But anyway, hey, but it's it's week crazy two. Shit, our second episode, and look yeah. at the shit we're already doing. <laughs> Dude, last week was all about weed. This that, week's about like crazy politics. liberals. But we got conspiracy. to the dad stuff. We related it more to the dad. Yes, stuff. yes. There was a bit. But of are you good? so? Let's end this by saying, I want to continue to talk to my son about it and try to illuminate the ideas to him. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I mean, Nico's too young. I think at, you can't really, Nico, you're not going to explain to a four-year-old, but right. do you, do you, would you, are you going to talk about it? You think any more with Xander or do you think? Totally. I think we're going to talk about this our whole lives. Okay. You know, yeah, we'll yeah. always have these discussions, but Xander's not at a spot where, first of all, he's not seeing it. So he's not interested in it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like if it's on the TV and it's not his thing it. that he's interested in, he's not paying attention to it. And so you try to talk to him and it's literally yeah. like you just, his head just slow. He's just yep, like, Oh yep. man, what's going on over here? You know? So there's no, like, so there's not a lot of opportunity yeah, to talk about that's it. That's true. So Good because point. of that, if he came up to me and was like, dad, what's happening? Totally. I will talk to him about it. I, I'll talk to my son about anything. Yeah. Like I'll share all all my deepest darkest secrets to my son. So yeah. I'm not I'm not too afraid of that. Yeah. Um. But it's just I don't have that opportunity, you know. And I think it's yes, it is important. And if you have those opportunities, do talk to your children about it because my parents never talked to me about this, and I had to find out half of this shit after I turned 18 and moved out of my house yeah. and was on my own. Yeah, you know, my parents were not. I got into it. I lucky my older brother was very political and into this kind of stuff, and I was very. I just loved to read, so I started reading a lot of books about politics when I was actually about Lachlan's age, about eight years old. So by the time I was ten, which was nineteen eighty four. I had a Walter Mondale booth set up in front of my house 
to try to encourage my neighbors to vote for Walter Mondale over Ronald Reagan. <laughs> who? I have no idea who that person even is. Walter Mondale. He ran against Reagan in 84. I oh, loved man. the guy. Yeah, I was three. He was a nice dude, Walter Mondale. Geraldine Ferrara was the vice presidential candidate. Okay. Yeah. Way I was very into it, man. I that's was cool. really... So that's the thing with me is I was really into it because my parents were a bit... I think my mom was oblivious and I didn't really talk to my dad about stuff at that point in my life. Okay. I just really had to be an adult when I was younger. Yeah. So my way of doing that was not social was by reading books and stuff. Mm. So Lachlan's different. Mm-hmm. So I totally empathize with what you're saying. My experience as a, as a child was different, but as a father, I have to respect that when I sit down and I talk to him and I say, so Lachlan, what's going on? Is this scaring you? Are you, I mean, like this is, he's like, Oh dad, I saw that. That was crazy. I was like, well, let do you want to talk about it? He's like, yeah, well listen first. <laughs> I was on Fortnite. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you know what happened? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. No, yeah. Like, I, I think that you can't we're, force it. we're, yeah, we're always like so concerned. And you know what? They are eating all this up, but they haven't necessarily digested it. Like, mm-hmm. they, they don't necessarily understand right. what they're seeing. They see it. Yeah. And maybe in three hours, that'll trigger something. Or maybe in three years, that'll trigger something. But right now, they're, they're not able to digest it quick enough yeah, to understand I what's going it. on. I dig it. Hey, all right, let's keep it moving. Let's do it. Um, but first, shout out to our girl, Stacy. All that hard work down oh, in Georgia. Yeah. That was awesome, man. So awesome to see. That was, that was could, oh awesome news God. to wake up to this morning. Yeah, that was really incredible. And I do want to say, rest in peace, MF Doom. That was oh. heavy, man. I'm not, uh, a, I can't, you're a little bit more into that Muzak than yeah. I. Well, that was a sad one for me. I, I really don't know liked. if I recognize any of, I know the name and I knew the mask, mm-hmm. but I didn't know, I don't know if I ever heard, any, was, did he ever, who, who did he work with? Well, he was, he worked with a lot of like old jazz blue, like blue notes and like they like flip jazz music. Oh, wait a second. Maybe I did. He- wait, you did- have definitely heard it. We'll maybe, maybe we'll do next episode. We'll dive into some MF Doom okay. and we'll talk right, about you MF tell Doom me, because-, because we have a lot of other stuff we want to get to, but I was yeah. really sad to hear that news. There has been so much death around me this year that. Not necessarily personal, but in a way that I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, and so for him to go at the end of the year, I was I was really, really bummed about. Wow. Um, but yes, let's move on. So do we want to talk about kids? Do we want to talk about sports? Do we want to I talk think about we cooking? Should do, I think we should do a quick, we still haven't done it, who we are. Oh, like who brief, we are. Like just a brief yes. bio. Like okay. even if it's like a paragraph bio. Okay. Your name, where you're from, square, like school, where you've lived, mm-hmm. what you do with your life. Just a little bit of something. Because some of the people listening know me. Yes. Because this is on our podcast and our Patreon at DVRpodcast.com and uh, Patreon.com slash DVR. Um, but you are a new to podcasting and you, I think you need to have a little bit. And I'll talk a little too, but... So let's see, who is JD? Where are you from? Who are you? You know, maybe even just go over again. You're married, your kids, how old they right. are. Just, you know, give us a whole I'll bio. give you my little spiel. Yeah, give a spiel. 
I'll, I'm going to take a hit and relax. Perfect. I'm JD. I'm from Southern California originally. I've lived in Portland for, let's see, 15, 16 years since, since Bush was reelected that February, I moved to Portland, Oregon, chasing a girl named Aaron and going to art school. 2004. Was, 2004. I was, where, in, where in Southern California? Oh, I, li- I lived in Torrance. Okay, so you're from, you grew up in Torrance. Grew up in Torrance. Okay. Was it part of like the skate, surf, snowboard yeah. culture in Southern California? Um, I played sports my whole life, ended up wrestling in high school to like defy my dad because he couldn't coach wrestling, but because I grew up with him coaching me in all these other sports. And so I Damn. stuck it to him by doing a sport he couldn't play um loved wrestling it was a great time but you know i do kind of think back about some of that culture in that room uh as a parent now and reflect on that and like ooh, would i let my son have that kind of culture like would i support that um that's a whole different topic but grew up down there surfed and skated all the time that's where i had a lot of run-ins with the police you know skating a spot and an aggressive cop comes and chases you out for no reason or whatever uh ended up living in san diego chasing some friends around they were going to school i wasn't ended up realizing that i'm gonna get in trouble i always wanted to do photography in my life and so i decided to move to portland oregon and go to art school Came up here chasing a girl, didn't work out, ended up staying in Portland and falling in love with this town. Got my bachelor's degree in fine art from Pacific Northwest College of Art, where I did nude self-portraits, exploring toxic masculinity, how I fit in as a man. Yeah, yeah. So it was like confronting stereotypes and heterosexual masculinity. So in all of these pictures, you had a huge cock. No, no, no. I had <laughs> I had my normal size cock, oh. which is not huge, but oh, what? there were a, it us. was a lot it was a lot of nudity, uh explored like masturbation and a lot of different things. I had a I had so Whoa. for one I had this art project out of school. I had this art show at this really small gallery. It was super tiny. And it had just enough room for like maybe three photos and like two little like sculpture stands to go, podiums or whatever. And I had this show titled, My Boyfriend J.D. White is Such an Asshole, New Work by Stephanie Paget, And it was, that was the whole title of the show. And it was in this voice from this girl I was dating, Stephanie at the time, as if she made this show about how like narcissistic he is or that i am right so there's like this photo of yeah it was super it was like really weird i was exploring some really awesome things that i'm super proud of but now that i look back i'm like man i spent a lot of money at school to like do (laughs) nude self portraits so um but i had like a couple photos of them one of me was naked one of me was just like kind of this like recreated portrait of rosie the riveter but of me it was weird. I had like this curly hair that kind of resembled it. I don't know. It kind of like red like that. And then I had this pair of boxers that I had masturbated into for a whole month and they nice. sat on a podium okay. and it was, it, it was like an object in the show. It was like some That's fucking, interesting, dude. it like was it. some interesting shit. And I got feedback from this one guy, this professor at the school that was like, you know, if you really wanted to take those boxers to another level, you should have additioned them a series of five. 
And then people would think that you had five of those. And I was like, oh, that's genius. So I did a lot of explored that and then got out of school and realized that with all this work that I was exploring, there's no career for me in photography unless I like make it with a gallery uh, or whatever. Dilemma. Yeah. So I was working at Trader Joe's, worked there for like 11 years when it was all said and done and just kind of never wanted to do photography. Met my wife and my wife on their first date. Um, I told her that I didn't want to be a photographer because I didn't want it to ruin photography. And I went home that night and I was like, man, that's so dumb. Like, why do I not want to do this thing that I absolutely love? Yeah. yeah. So I ended up retiring from Trader Joe's, cashing out my retirement and investing in a photo studio and just going all in. And, you you know, like that was in January of 2013. Here I am, January 2021, still working as a commercial photographer, no longer sending out dick pics. Thank nice, God. Nice. No more nudity. And you married that woman. And I married that woman. We have two beautiful kids. Yeah. We have two dogs. We love riding mountain bikes. My life, my wife loves it when we go ride mountain bikes because then everyone in the house leaves but her. She stays home. She runs her own woman's health practice out of the basement of our home. And we just, uh, yeah, here in Portland, loving it. And can't wait to leave. And your kids are four and seven. About to be five and seven, yeah. About to be five. Wait, you just turned Oh, five. That's right. Yeah. (coughs) All right. That's JD. That's me. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But see, we grew up on opposite ends of the country because when you talk about, I always love hearing your stories about growing up in Cali because for me, growing up in Jersey, that's, I mean, like there's three Americas, right? There's Cali, New York, and then the shit in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and the cool shit is Cali and New York. Right. So I always like had this fantasy and then you lived that fantasy of like house parties where the cops came in and people oh, driving cars yes. into pools and all that kind of fun stuff that did not in Jersey. It's that more like so drunken scary. bar fights and down the shore and like stabbing people at like haunted houses at long branch and action park and shit like that. That was my life. I grew up in Jersey, went to Rutgers, went to all boys Catholic school. I didn't know you you went to Rutgers. Uh, Oh yeah. I went to Rutgers. Okay. Went to Rutgers, graduated with a degree in journalism, minors in English and film, moved to the big city of New York, lived in Jersey city in Manhattan for like 10 years I was a journalist first for the Star Ledger. Then I started working for a magazine um, about marketing. Okay. Okay. Internet marketing. 97. Right at the beginning. 98. Then I became editor-in-chief of a magazine called Response. They headhunted me, and I was 25, and I was editor-in-chief. Wow. And I was meeting like Ron Popeil and Jim Caldwell. It was all about infomercials, dude. And like those crazy George Foreman grills. I was like interviewing George Foreman. (laughs) It was so stupid. These people were, I mean, dude, these guys would show up with like, like 18 women deep for these like parties for like infomercial. They thought Uh they were huge stars. (laughs) And during that time I came out to Portland. I was visiting my ex-girlfriend, Jill, mm-hmm. okay? My first love. I lost my virginity to her. <laughs> little throw in there. What a cutie. 
Um, she's so tiny too. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, you're, how tall are you? I'm 5'11 and 7 eighths. You're 5'11. Okay. And I'm 6'4, 250. I'm a huge beast. Okay. Uh, she was tiny. She was like five feet tall. She lives here in Portland. I came out and visited her. Mm-hmm. She was my girlfriend at Rutgers. And she came out to be here with her now husband, who was her boyfriend before she met me. I'm getting deep here. Yeah. And I loved it here. And she was like, we have so much fun out here. Portland is the best. It's so progressive. Mm-hmm. And that, I, I said, I always I want to live here. I always wanted to live in Portland. And that's when Portland was like probably almost peaking. Yeah. And that was my dream. Like yeah. the dream is the 90s. The dream yeah. of the 90s is alive in Portland. But Free fast Pearl. forward so many years, you know, I left that job writing and being a journalist to make movies with my friend Mike who I met at an art party in Jersey City, and we wrote a movie that night together. Tight. We made the movie Smokers. We did lots of fun stuff. And then one day I said, Jesus, man, I'm going to be like 37 years old or something. I'm going to be trying to hustle job shooting some friend's band. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Because yeah. I did not want to... Um, the idea I could have like went to LA or got a job as a camera tech, Mm -hmm. but the film industry, I got, I kind of got burnt out on it. I I have to admit. And I just, yeah, I had started teaching a little bit Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed that actually a lot more than I thought I would. And I enjoyed it a lot more sometimes than even being on sets because so much of that was corporate bullshit. Yeah. Um, so I decided, yeah, I want to get married. I just, I've got to do something with my life. You know, I was like 30. And, uh, so Mike's girlfriend signed me up for match.com. I met Perry. Oh. I started teaching. Dude, that's awesome. I met Erica through OkCupid. There, see? Yeah. Modern store. And here we are on the internet having a podcast. Yeah. Let, me, let me check if it's wow. still recording. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're still recording. Um, <laughs> it's always that times when you say that that you look over and you're like, we're right. not recording. It's like, oh man, um, good thing I wrote all this down. Yeah. So I met Perry. We moved to Manhattan. She's amazing. Then we moved to North Carolina, where she's from, okay. and I started working at public access TV station. I worked there for eight years. Eventually, took it over. We had a kid, Lachlan, who's now eight, and then. Um, what six years ago she was her job was kind of winding down like her boss was like was going to move on to somewhere different and Mm -hmm. he's a great dude and uh well a different job still within duke she worked for duke and uh i really wanted to get out of durham i was just sick of the heat so we came out to portland and we met with her family who had been living here for about two years and we've been here for now five years just over five years in october been doing the podcasting and being a stay-at-home dad for all five years the whole time yeah we've been right here for five but and it took me four years to make this garage wow yeah so that's my story yeah and we've known each other for the last almost two years yeah like year and a half two years yeah but we really started to hang out at the beginning of covid yeah, we kind of like we had we had known each other. We had talked, but we never talk like we do now. 
Well, I mean, I felt like we did, but I did you know, you, it's am all I just right think, if you am hurt I just my like feelings. thinking? <laughs> am I just like putting all of that into code? Because no, I'm just dude, like thinking like right. the you're other right. neighbors you're around right. the corner. Right. I, I, yeah. We didn't we didn't know them. No, of course. And then and yeah. now we hang out. You know, I feel like I became closer with everyone. Yeah, in the in neighborhood, neighborhood. Definitely. Now that this has happened, well, because we've kept it close. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And our kids play together and took really took to each other and our kids really match up very well Mm -hmm. because my kid is kind of like non-stop talking yes and your kid is not he's more quieter but they have the same energy Mm -hmm. you know so even though they appear different they have the same energy they laugh at the same stuff they go nuts together so they get along really well. We get along really well. And yeah. so it's nice to be on the block. It is. It is. It's yeah. a good block. I remember when you guys bought that house. Yeah. We looked at it. Did you? Yeah. We looked at it before you bought it. Well, I'm glad you didn't buy it. Because, well, we weren't ready. We're not ready to buy yet, but I love looking at houses. I mean, why not, right? Yeah. Every house I've looked at. I mean, yeah, I'd look at any house on, on sale. this block. Yeah. Opened up. I always ride by on the, on the bike with Lachlan and I just call the phone number. I'm like, kid, tell me the number. Oh, yeah. And you're in a spot where why not? Yeah. Like you're not a homeowner. Yeah. I just walk in and look at houses. So that's what we're doing here in Portland. All right. That was good. Now we know (laughs) we have it down. Now we can always look back at the second episode. We can refer back. If you want our intro stories, refer back to the second episode. Yes. Yes. Cool. Very good. What do we got next? Well, let's talk about some pastor tacos. All right. Do Uh, it up. For Thanksgiving and then for Christmas. I made the same recipe. I made pastor tacos on my Traeger grill. Oh, those don't know what pastor tacos are. I don't know what you've been doing, Mm. but they are the most delicious taco in the world. It is pretty much pork shoulder and like a chili red marinade with pineapple juice Mm. and chunks of pineapple. Just eat them with like a warm tortilla with a little bit of uh, sweet onion or white onion and some cilantro. You've never had pastor. No. All pastor. No. Oh man. Or you're you're missing out. So you know, uh, like gyro meat, how it's like on that rotating. I think yeah. it's uh, is it a spit? Yeah, yeah that's I spit, guess that's what right? you call it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I used to say a, like a derogatory term. I used to call it a spick, and then someone's like, "No, no, 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 no that's not right." And I was like, "Oh shit, JD." I know it's terrible, but I just like confuse those words. Cow. I know. You know that. I know. I and I. I apologize. But then we again, should probably even it, bleep that one out. No, that's fine. It okay. wouldn't be surprising so, to find out that it, you know what I mean? Well, like, I said it for like a week yeah. and a half straight and no one <laughs> pointed it out. And then someone finally was like, hey, that's not right. So you put it on the spit and it rotates and then they, they just like shave off the meat yes. into the taco. And there's like layers yeah. of like onion, layers of pineapple and meat. But I don't have one of those. That's I just like have my falafel. trigger. That's like a, not a falafel, like a, um, a, like gyro. a, a gyro. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like gyro meat. So yes. um, I found this recipe to do it in the Traeger. You slice up all the pork shoulder and you marinate it in um, this. You put it all in the blender. You put in onions, garlic, a cup of pineapple juice, mm-hmm. uh good sized pinch of Mexican oregano, a cup of white vinegar, use some Trader Joe's taco seasoning, some chili powder, some echiote paste, but I don't have that. And so I just use chipotle and adobe sauce, just a small can of that, threw that in there, some cumin 
And then those dried red kind of big peppers that you can find in the grocery store. Wait, you call it cumin? I, I like to call it cumin. Well, <laughs> honey, I'm coming. <laughs> Do you have the I, cumin? I've never used honey, I'm cumin. <laughs> honey, why would you ever say honey i'm cuban do you have the cuban <laughs> no, anyways bad dad joke uh good jo- dad joke uh some salt and pepper throw that all that into the blender blend it up um we used our like vitamix or whatever blend tech thing and then just marinate that meat for a night and then the next morning uh Put it, start stacking it up. You take a pineapple, cut it into four big slices after you wow. uh, kind of take all the rough skin off of it. And then um, stack two slices down at the bottom and then just start layering that meat one over the other and kind of build a tower Holy of meat. Shit. And then put the other two pineapples. Oh, hit the mic. That's put right. the other two pineapples on top and then take some skewers and just poke those in to hold everything together. And then I cut the skewers off so it's just above the pineapple. Put that in like a metal tray. Obviously, build this all in the like metal tray that you could put into your barbecue. And put you it have in. that fancy smoker bar. Yeah, I've got I've got a little Traeger. I think it's like the smallest model they make, but it's beautiful. You make it's good amazing. shit. Amazing. Yeah, and so I just cooked that at two fifty for five hours. You could do it in oh, your oven wow. if you wanted, um, but the I smoker would never, was great. See, man, this is the type of shit that me coming from Jersey. My repertoire mm. is like almost, I would say it's like 75% Italian. Yeah, but you'd make a chicken parm in like a heartbeat. Oh. And I'm like, oh, uh, anything Italian, do- dude. I just grew up on Italian food. Right. That's where I lived. Jersey Shore people are my people. You know this. This yeah. is just where I grew up. And also, um, New York Chinese food because mm. now I know there's a big difference. Having lived in North Carolina and now lived here, I don't like real Chinese food. I like New York Chinese Interesting. food. And that's different from anywhere else. Now, do we get real Chinese food here in Milwaukee? Or I don't know what it is, but it's not New York Chinese food. If you food. find real Chinese food, you let me know. Like even the Mushu pork is different here, dude. How is it different? It's like it has like coleslaw in it, or so. It's like not mushu. It's like it doesn't yell at you when you eat it. (laughs) It's just totally everything's different. I just so to me those kind of flavors that you're talking about with a pineapple and these different different spice and like this. So is this a Mexican dish? Yeah, this is a Mexican dish. So it's like Mexican street tacos. I think it's like the most popular street taco in Mexico. See this? Everyone's like carne asada. Interesting to me. Carnitas? No, it's. Pastor. I would definitely try that. Dude, and next good. time you're making it, yeah. let me have a little bit. I've never had that before. I think that's interesting. Now, I don't it. eat fish wow. because I'm Irish and I come from an <laughs> island and that was surrounded by fish and we died because of a potato famine. But <laughs> think about it, people. Um, <laughs> think about that. I remember raising That's my hand. That's how much you I, hate I fish. I say it all the time. Would... I raised my hand in high school one time. I was like, why didn't they just eat the fish? <laughs> I was like, I hate fish. And that's when you were kicked out of school, right? Um, no, they loved me. They were like, you know why you're Irish. Right. Irish people hate fish. Um, but... Uh, what was I talking about? I don't even fucking remember. Who cares? We were having fun. Anyway, those flavors excite me. Yeah. I love, I, I really want to go to Mexico. I've never been to Mexico. Oh, man. Go never to been. 
go to Sayulita. Okay. Don't go to Cancun. Don't go. I mean, Mexico City could be super dope, but it's like it's like a big city, Mexico and that's not city what I want to do. Scare me. That's a lot of people. It's man. a lot. Yeah, that's but if you go people. to uh, Sayulita, it's a little surf town that's like thirty that or forty-five minutes to me, north baby. of Puerto Vallarta. <gasps> you fly into Puerto Vallarta and then you just hey. jump in a cab. We stayed at this place called the Treehouse through uh, VRBO. Okay, and um, it was like a hundred bucks a night, and we stayed in a palapa. And this woman had another palapa on the land, and she would bring us over. What's a like, palapa? A palapa is kind of like a treehouse that doesn't really have walls. There's like kind okay, of walls, I get it. I but know it's really open. Yep. You know, there's like a tent that you can kind of pull over everything, or like, a, a, like maybe a fly net or mosquito net. There or something. is a mosquito net in the bed, and then there's uh-huh. another like rain shelter that you can run almost I like on it. a line over the top. That's awesome, but it's all dude. open. So like you know we're not used to living in a palapa. So all the neighborhood dogs came through and like ate the shit out of our trash. We petted, we pet a cat and then that cat like lived in our palapa the rest of the time. And it was fucking dirty and it was trying to jump in the bed. And then we're like, <laughs> wait a minute, what are we doing? You know, but Sayulita was cool. beautiful. It's so chill. We did nothing for five days and it was awesome. That's and I cool. highly recommend it. No resorts, None of that bullshit. It's like you get a little tiny property and you walk your ass. You can rent a golf cart. That's like there's no cars. You rent a golf cart. That's See, this is what I want to do. Perry and I went to Ecuador mm. for her friend's wedding. That'd be fun. This was about 2011 or something or 2010. Uh-huh. And um, Ecuador was awesome. And one day... They were like, hey, we're driving out to this surfing village. Like, there's a lot of expats there and stuff. Do you want to go? Right. And we're like, yeah, let's go. We get in. We drove like three hours through the jungle or whatever. We get there. My mind was blown. I walked around. I wanted to live there the rest of my life. People had like work together to like build houses and run electricity. And like there were little makeshift bars and people were just hanging out. You could see everything. It was like, uh, it reminded me of some kind of like surfer's burning man or something like that, <laughs> but without the pretense, right? Because right. they weren't all like, we're going to make a society. They just fucking did it because right. they wanted to surf. You know what I'm saying? And they, they just, survive, you, yeah. every ha- every little house or whatever had like a surfboard in front of it. Everybody was just hanging out. We were only there for like three or four hours. Mm-hmm. But I talk about it all the time, and I always say to Perry, like, it's one of those, like, things you say to your wife, like, one day I'd like for us to retire at a place like that. And she's like, hell no. Right, right. Your stoned ass <laughs> wants to retire there. I want to have running water. Right. And I was like, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe something like half waste. This sounds a little bit like, ha- like yeah, has I mean, the you buy, can... but you still can get a hotel room. So here's the thing. It's like flooded with people from the Northwest. Tons of okay, people from D.C. It's yeah. like a, a lot of D.C. expats. Yeah. And you, I, I walking down the street and I see a guy in a Blazers jersey. And I'm like, oh, Blazers. And I like yeah. give them a knuckles or high five or whatever. And then I turn and look at him again and he's drinking a Heineken. And I was just, I had so much shame for high fiving this man <laughs> in Mexico. And he was drinking a Heineken. And I was just like the balls on people yeah. to like walk in and just be like, give me well, the, give me the Heineken. That's the, that's the line, isn't it though? JD, like. We're, here we are talking about it's like you want to go to like a cool place that's outside of American 
America, but then all the Americans go there and you end up living in like an expat village where everyone speaks English and nobody even goes outside to see. Right. Like, it's like, I want to live there. I want everyone (laughs) to understand how I talk. I don't want to have to learn a new language. Like, that's really hard. Well, you might as well just go to like Amsterdam or something. Right, right. But I want sand. Yeah. And I want someone to bring me beers. It's like, yeah. I wouldn't retire to the beach, though. That's not for me. I would. I'm. I'm more. I. I would. I. I think. I. When I talk about it with Perry, we both like more a cold, like some Vermont village, or even like an Oregon, like a small little town that isn't full of proud boys in Oregon. Right. <laughs> like we're always like, let's find a nice little town in Oregon. It's like first we got to make sure the proud boys don't. Yeah, like have you a might base want to outside just of it. find a new state. <laughs> well, but this as is as soon as you get everywhere out of in America. It. I know. You know? That's it's true. Like, let's find a nice place outside of Ohio, Pennsylvania, anywhere. Even in Vermont, though, they'll just have like "Don't tread on me" flags. Yeah, I mean, they you're always going to have that, and that's fine. But I mean, it's just like there's so much history of white nationalism yeah. in Oregon that it's like that is. True. I didn't. I didn't know any of that. And if someone was like, "Dude, that's a white nationalist state," I probably would have never moved here. I knew it, but I knew I just for me, I I mean, I just think that that's America. You know what I mean? I mean, look, I grew up in Jersey and here and it's was so my little town was not very ethnically diverse. Mm. But every time I got in my car and drove somewhere, I was surrounded by different people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I kind kind of of assume Portland is like that. You know what I'm saying? Where. Mm. We're here. We are in the city, even though it's not that diverse. There are progressive-minded people, right? But as soon as you go out a little bit more, hey, it was the same thing in Durham. When you see the presidential election, you look at all of the votes for Biden came from Raleigh, Durham, right, right. And then you look at the whole rest of the state is red, red, right. except for yep. like a little part of Charlotte or something. Right. You know, um, that's the way it is. Yeah. You know. All right. What else we got to talk about? Okay. So you had something you want to. You why don't you tell your talking stick story? Oh man, so many good. Well, I, I actually want to talk about something else. Okay. I had cool. the toughest day today parenting. It was, oh. it, it was last night into today. I'm convinced that my children are not ready for video games. Like at all that meltdown after is too much and if that's how it's going to be every time we can't be doing it me and xander got into it last night and i mean to the point where like he didn't even want to come down for dinner he was like so mad and it was all like coming home from your house and he wanted to play the switch and i wouldn't let him play and he was pissed Mm. and i think half of it is because he was probably here and lachlan was playing and Xander was watching him, and Xander's like, no, I want to play. He, I let him play. Yesterday, what happened was they wanted to – so they initially wanted to play. I said no, uh-huh. right? And then they just hung out. They, they did their stuff for – because he was here for like three and he a was half at, hours yeah, he, or something. Like, he like, just was like, Dad, I'm leaving, yeah. and I was in the middle of something, <laughs> and I said, good, later, bud. And like I, we're at – I thank God Let I'm Billy at that point where I know that if he's going to be yeah. too much for you, you're going to be like, get the, sh- get the hell he out ne- of here. They never, he never but, is. They do their own thing. Those right. kids are great. It's great that they can come yeah. down here though. I bet like we're at that level where I trust them to ride his bike all the way down know, the street so and nice. like give them that freedom. Yeah. You we know, it's very cool. But brother. at the same time, 
sometimes sometimes i'm like oh but we're the same is that i know like you do the same thing they come down here they're like we want to play video games i'm like no you can find something else to do why don't you talk to each other why don't you play a game blah blah so they did that for like an hour or so um they went they built a gundam together in lachlan's room rad then then they were like, can we watch Netflix for a little bit? And I was like, okay, if you're playing, doing the Gundam 2. And oh, then yeah. they were. I checked in, and mm-hmm. they were building it and laughing. And, you know, then they want to play video games. So I know that Lachlan tends to hog all the video game. So I said, okay, but you have to let Xander play. So Xander played a good amount, uh-huh. but they weren't playing... Um, they were playing like a Roblox racing car game. Oh, okay. They weren't playing Fortnite or right, anything because I got him off the Fortnite now for a little bit. He's taking a little break. Yeah, I, it's it's a lot, yeah. and I noticed it's, that like the yeah. amount of anger oh, and just so like, oppositional ooh, man. energy yep. that comes out of that. I'm like, nope, this yep. isn't good. Um, so uh, we got into it last night. I went to like put him to bed, looked at Erica, and I said, tomorrow I'm gonna be a better parent. Tomorrow I'm going to be like, I, I realized that I yelled too much. I realized that I was too angry that I needed to take some breaths in there. I needed to chill out and I didn't all those things that we try to teach our children. I wasn't, I wasn't doing a goddamn one of them. And so this morning I woke up, everything seemed cool. I saw the news of Georgia. I was like, yes, this is awesome. I just recently put a little bit of money into Bitcoin. I saw Bitcoin was on the rise. Oh, there you like, go. This okay. is the day. And I, you know, I'm a commercial photographer. I had just redone my website and I was going to launch this email campaign today. And I was going to send it out to like 5,000 people. And I was, and I checked my computer and this person I'm working with is like, here's the email list. Cause she made me a new email list. And I go through and half of the emails aren't even there. And I'm like, wait, like, what? And so I'm having to go through and take like somebody like I noticed that Jeff works at this company, but there's no emails for Becky, Susie and uh, Steve. So now I've got to figure out what's their pattern for writing email. So I'm like, Ugh. like trying to get into and there's 5000 contacts to go through that I've got to check before I send out this email because like my email I use Squarespace and they won't even let me load my email list if none of that information's in there, you know? So I'm like trying to do that. The house, there's no school Wednesday. Fuck yeah. Nope. Hate no school Wednesday. So bummed about it because it is so much harder and kids are kind of running all around and Nico, I look over and Nico is standing on a chair and he's like, we have this big metal uh, water filter. It's called a Berkey. It's amazing. This thing will filter lake water. Yeah, the water tastes great. I've tasted it. Beautiful it's water. Refreshing. It's like, it's a lifesaver. And so I look over and he's on the counter and I'm like, Nico, no. And I grab him. And as I grab him, he grabs this Berkey. This thing holds like four gallons of water and he pulls all the water onto the floor. Uh, like I had just filled it up. Ev- water and this everywhere. is in the living room this is in the living room onto the rug under the couch onto the hardwood floors our basement in our house the the um above it is like the rough wood ceiling so if you get enough water on the floor in the living it room through? it can come through the floor oh, in the no. basement so now That's i'm bad. checking to see if water it, it, it's just and all of this while this website is happening and then erica's downstairs 
with her headphones on. I could hear her like kind of like laughing. She's in like a work meeting and she can't do anything about it. And Nico's running to her and she's like, I'm sorry, I can't. And I'm just like, no one's. Oh, my God. I yelled so loud at Nico. I was just I had just exploded. And Nico looked at me and I tried to make sure that he knew that I still loved him very much, but yeah. that I was just really mad <laughs> that this shit happened. Yep. And I w- and Erica came up eventually, and she's like, man, I haven't heard you explode like that in a long time. She's like, I feel like you've really been bottling that up. And it's because the last time I exploded like that, I was like, never again, you know? Yeah. And so then I there's know. these moments, and I'm like, bot- so I need to find... She's like, what's your outlet? And my outlet has always been mountain biking, but I feel like I'm not riding enough that now my rides get lazy, that I'm no longer like chasing my time up the hill. I'm just like, well, today's another day I'm going to get to the top eventually. And so I'm not really like pushing my riding. So I'm not like, I'm not like, I used to yell at my legs like shut up we're we're still going you know and i used to have that drive that i think i really got from wrestling of just like work through that pain grind through that Man. shit like push through it and like you'll come out I better on the other side this. my, my oh. pain is like i'm gonna eat another reese's pieces <laughs> i know i can do it even if my stomach hurts i'm eating this reese's pieces <laughs> No, so I haven't had that. It tastes great. I haven't had that outlet. And so I have been like riding bikes once every couple weeks. And, you know, it's just it, it hasn't been enough. So I got to yeah. I got to do something. I talked to the neighbor around the corner and he he's an old wrestler and he's talking about maybe doing some jujitsu. So maybe really gyms open up. Who? Uh, Jason. Who's Jason? Kellen's dad. Oh, oh, okay. Dude, Kellen's dad used to be really? a beast in high school. Really? Yeah. That guy oh. wrestled in like high school. I think he wrestled in high school national, but he like went to New Zealand for tournaments. He like, I think that that guy could probably beat up everyone in the neighborhood. Damn. He's dope. Okay. He's a cool dude. He's a really nice guy too. Yeah. Um, See, that's interesting. Man. So yeah, we talked about getting the kids to wrestle together and giving them that outlet, which I think is really important. I'd love for my kids to wrestle, but don't I just, you wear? Did you get? Did you get your ears messed up from wrestling? I got the tiniest bit of cauliflower that I have such great pride in, but no, I didn't get my yeah, ears. That's never what really I worry got super about. Lachlan has dude, really big ears. Trophies. Dude. Those are trophies. No, you wear those with pride. I don't know about. If that. you got into wrestling and it happened to you, it's not because you weren't working hard in this it's not because you were like laying around in the room it's because you were going full gas all day long and like bashing with but still it looks it looks crazy it's like a it's like a klingon ancestor yeah but when you're at that point like you don't care like you're so like you're just like i'm so i'm like i'm so stoked on my ability that it doesn't matter (laughs) what i look like see you have see that is a difference between us I am not like a competitive person. I love football, but I'm a Jets fan, so I'm just resigned to losing all the time. You're just there to drink beer, eat nachos, and Yeah, I just am not. I used to play basketball, and I would be 
the person who the other teammates would get mad at because I would like give the guy a high five after he made a shot over me. Wait, wait, wait. Then like, why when we played shot? Why when we played down the street did you back me all the way up into the hoop and then turn and slam on the, me and then spit well, in my face and say know. get out of here? I, the kids were around. You rolled the ball do. down. You rolled the ball down the street and you said you, your turn. <laughs> no, I was so nice, dude. Actually, <laughs> the last time I played any time any type of organized sport was with Perry and her workmates. And we had a, a fantasy football, not fantasy, a touch football team, Ooh, flag football, flag football yeah, called my dad WTF. And it was like nine years ago. And one of Perry's friend's husbands got mad at me and actually like cursed at me, which I was, I kept my cool that time. I was very good about <laughs> uh-huh. it because a dude kept on catching touchdowns over me who mm-hmm. by the way i later found out played college ball <laughs> okay and not like division he like he was like real college right. football right and he had gloves on and after he and we were after we were up losing like literally 72 to 7 uh-huh. no joke cuz this kid was so good, good right that i started Make well, I was doing it the whole time. I started challenging him, being like, I bet you can't do that with one glove, motherfucker. <laughs> and he then caught a touchdown with one glove. Then I was like, I bet you can't do it with no gloves. And then he caught a touchdown with no oh, gloves right. and he handed me the ball. And I was laughing. You're having a great time because I, I was like, This guy's great. Like, right. what am I right. supposed What am I going to like challenge myself? I can't fucking right. compete with this kid. He was plus, he was like 10 years younger than me. And this guy got mad at me, and he was like, shut the fuck up, Billy, something like that. No, it wasn't the guy that was making all the catches. It was just someone else. No, he was having fun Yeah, he was loving it, I'm sure. He knew what was up. Right. It was the guy. It was was Perry's friend's husband, who Uh, will remain nameless. Who was on your team that was was getting beat, and he was pissed. And he was really into the game. Right. And he was like, shut the fuck up. And I just looked at him, and I was like, okay. And I just... I'm just going to keep my And then I got to be quarterback. Nice. Finally, I wrestled quarterback away. And I threw two passes to Perry. And I think the third one got intercepted or something. <laughs> I just kept on throwing to Perry. <laughs> we're going to Perry. And they were like, they got mad too. But anyway. Um, but that's, yeah, man, it's hard when you yell. It just happened here before you arrived, yeah, J.D. That's Locker, what Perry was saying. I said, you can have a half an hour of Fortnite, okay? Pal, you haven't played since... Saturday or Friday or something, right? Right. And he started yelling so loud. I we but Perry ran out of the office. I ran out. You think he's, my heart's racing? Wrong. Yeah, think something's wrong. Yeah, like I knew that no, that he was just playing Fortnite. But my my parent and as Perry, the scientist, will explain to me always, you are hardwired to react to your children's voice, right? It's biological. Yeah, that right? scream you can't. Yeah, not do you can't something. ignore it. It hits right. you in a way that no other sound does. Right. And I came in here and I was almost like, I really, I'll tell you what I did, JD, is instead of yelling at him, I looked at him and I was almost crying and I was like, Lachlan, you don't understand what you're doing to us. You just really scared your parents. Mm-hmm. Like I have to now walk. I'm shaking. I have to walk out of this room because of what what you your actions have consequences. And let me tell you something. He shut that fucking system off. And then he told me he loved me and good luck on the podcast seven (laughs) times. 
before you got here, JD, and that was a five-minute interval. Whoa. Every two seconds, he came up and hugged me and said, Daddy, it's okay. I love you. Have a good podcast. I'm okay. Like, it really hit him. Yeah. I, I think, think that would probably work with Nico, but I don't know if it'll work with Xander. You know better than I, but Only I know that sometimes when I get when I feel like I want to yell, and not that I haven't done right. it, right? No, friend, you're you're right not about that, that. I haven't done it, yeah. But I've sometimes found that by becoming completely vulnerable in mm-hmm. front of my son mm-hmm. will shock him to such an extent that it really affects him. And the yelling does not. He just becomes more oppositional. Ooh, I, I got it. Don't let your fear, right? Because that fear that you feel from the screen yeah. turn into anger. Yeah. You got to let, you got to divert Yoda, that baby. feeling Don't into let fear else. be your guide. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's what I try to do. And I sat him down. I explained it to him after. Yeah. And I did curse though. See, Lachlan oh, gets yeah. scared when I curse. When I say fuck. He gets really upset. Yeah. If I'm like, go to your fucking room. Right, right. He'll be like, because, oh. you know, like, oh, my God, dad's he's getting all Jersey on me. Right, he right. said that to me one time. You're getting Jersey on me. <laughs> and so I tried not to do that too much, right. but I had to do it here. I was like, you fucking scared the shit out of me, dude. Yeah. And he, he felt it. But, yeah, the yelling and the water on the ground. Oh, man. Damn. But then well, let me ask you a question. Whenever your kid... My whole time as a parent, okay, I don't know why it's, and there's weird things that pop into your head as a parent, Mm -hmm. but whenever Lachlan has ever spilled anything, it's almost as like it goes in slow motion and I hear in my my head, don't cry over spilt milk. And it stops me from yelling at him. So I don't think I've ever oh. yelled at him for spilling something. Maybe once or twice. I don't but I'm, get I'm mad. I'm actually sometimes good at the spilling thing. I don't get mad at the spill. It's not the spill that's the issue. Uh, it's, it's the, the spill. Disrespect. No, it's the spill. And then the, the head slowly turning up to you and looking at you. And, and no action. Like no like, oh, yeah. oh yep. shit. I should get a towel and do something. They spill yeah. it and then they just look at you and like, oh man, for a while, both kids, if it, sp- if it spilled on the table and then ended up on the lap, it was, I mean, just like, yeah, like panic, it's, yes, like I'm, I'm drowning. <laughs> I'm, so oh dramatic. my God, I'm so wet. Like, oh man, both kids really, well, Xander Moore does not like to get wet. Oh yeah. man, the neighbor across the street, Antonin, one time got him with a bucket rem- of water was, during the I rem- summer. I was there, dude. Yeah, and Xander just instantly tears and ran across the street, and Antonin felt so bad. He was like, uh, I mean, if I would have known this, that I was classic, dude. We pulled, so I remember good. we were riding our bikes, and as we're riding up, I see Xander doing his, like, kind of running. Just, I know, I know that. You know run. the run. He's yeah. running away. And I was yeah. like, what the hell happened? And then didn't he come out with and try to get him with a water gun after totally. or something? He does, I mean, that's why Antonin shot him, is because Xander yeah. had shot him first. Yeah. But then when Antonin got him back, he was just like, oh, oh I can't handle that. So I mean he's got he's got his he's got sensory issues and so sometimes it's like little things it sets like that. You off. Yeah, yeah, it's that yep. can't understand what that feeling is. The brain doesn't compute it right, and so it kind of spins it into this Dude, other direction. You know, I'm the same way 
Yep. If Lachlan ever accidentally hits me in the head, I have this, I just have weird shit about getting touched. Mm -hmm. I don't like being touched on my head at all. Yeah. Like even when Perry and I started going out, you know, like when you kiss someone, you put your hands Mm -hmm. on their head. You can't do that. I would be like, please don't do that. Right. And she, she would be like, well, I kind of like that when you do that. I was like, okay, well I'll do that, but get your fucking hands off my head. (laughs) Okay. Because I don't like that shit. I don't know why it's just something. I don't have some weird dark shit about someone touching my fucking head. I just don't like it. So I can understand what you're saying about that. Cause one time Lachlan or one time, a bunch of times he has like accidentally smacked me in the head and I just have to turn and go out of the room and I pull a Xander and I just Just walk right out of the room I take a breath. I just like, okay, it was just a kid. And then I walk back in the room. Right. But um, yeah. You know what's a bummer? I just realized is that when we're, you're a kid, you don't realize that everyone in the world can hear you scream from your bedroom. So you could just fucking scream oh. and let that shit out sometimes. Like sometimes like when your kid's yelling, yeah. it's like annoying. But sometimes as a kid, even as an adult, it feels really good to scream. And when your kid is being like a little shit and you storm off to your room, you can't just go, fuck! Because when you do, then you got like the neighbor Steve's like, everything all right over there? And you're like, no, nothing's all right! And then you're like, now it's like, well, it's Billy and JD going to talk about this on the podcast I, next I, week? You know, it's like, it's uh, like everyone. And so I feel like there needs to be screaming booths in every house. That's like completely soundproof that you can go in and you can just like let out a real good yell and yeah, like primal scream. Yeah. And like, let it out and nice. then walk back up in the living room and be like, you know what, honey, this chicken divan is really good. I really okay. appreciate you yeah. for making this. Put some pineapple on yeah, that. <laughs> Yeah, the kitties. It's tough, man. It is. It is. But you know what, Billy? I think that we would be terrible parents if we weren't talking about these things, if we weren't thinking about these things that are happening and how we can be better parents about it. You know, I think that's like, like if you're doing that, you're doing great. I don't think any parent out there has all the answers. And if you do, fuck you. Yeah, just exactly. Fuck you. Then your kids hate you. Yeah. You, you always think you know it all. How long? We, oh, oh, hey, yo, maybe we should wrap it up. We've been going for like an hour and 10 minutes. Dude, let's do. I like that they're getting long. We've got more to talk about next week. We got tarot cards. We got Billy's running a camp here where he's putting kids to work. Yeah, um, we got we, we didn't talk about the work. So we'll we, have to well, talk you know, about, we're always going to have more shit to talk about. We'll always man. have more stuff to talk about. I think we covered about. a lot of great. Oh, and by oh, we didn't even do my uh I got to give you my quick picks. Ready? Here yes. we go. Okay. Quick picks. I'm going to give you my picks because I have gotten into picking the games and last week I I actually picked the last 7 NFL games um that happened, and I was right on all of them. Whoa. Now, if I could have been a millionaire, but of course I'm not, because when I do my little betting, I only bet like a dollar. Well, you know, if they would have given us a bigger stimulus check, you might have maybe been God able to put damn a little right, more towards Mitch it, you know? McConnell. Last oh, week, last week, let's say, I did, I got this right. I picked Green Bay, Seattle, Tennessee, Indianapolis, New Orleans, the Raiders, 
and the Washington football team straight up money line got them all right. Damn. This week, just as we're going in, so we're going to check this next week, okay? So we have it on the podcast. I'm picking every game of this wild card weekend. Okay. Six games. Okay. New new format for the playoffs for the NFL. It's super wild card weekend. So my pick is I got the Bills over the Colts, the Seahawks over the Rams, the Bucks over the Washington football team. The Tennessee Titans will defeat the Baltimore Ravens. That's the only upset. Ooh. New Orleans, and I'm also, even though I might change this, I have Pittsburgh but I might go for Cleveland, but right now I'm going Pittsburgh. So let's see if I pick them all next week. It's been fun to do that. All right. And and you know what? Maybe one thing I can talk about too pretty soon or a topic that we can look forward to in the future is returning to my family after football season is over because you're not Ooh. like me. You're not like a crazy person who sits in front of the TV from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every Sunday and watches every game. Nope, I'm a Saturday type of guy. You you do? Do Dude, you? I used to watch college. I wanted. But to do you own still do shirt. it all day on I, Saturday? I, if I could, I would. But, but f- I just like I can't get away with it. See, in my house. Well, let's th- we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about how I get away with it. How you get away? With and it. if I can continue to get away with it, or how I can integrate my son into it mm-hmm. in order to keep it going. Right. Yep. That's what there we'll talk go. about. But anyway, we have an outro. We do. We want to um, say thanks again to our petty sponsor for this week's show. Without you, we would have had to work four full-time jobs to support our family. But now, with your help, we only have to do three. And to you, our amazing listeners, thank you so much for tuning in two weeks in a row. Make sure to hit the subscribe button, and you can make it three weeks in a row. We're counting on you. And guess what? We have an email. Did you set this up? I did. Yes. I got us an email. We have an email because I'd, I'd love if we started off every week with a question or a comment from right. somebody. I like starting off a pod. So many podcasts I've done, we've done like at the end, we'll do listener mail. I'd love for this one to be somewhere we could start off quick with like, yes. hey, we got a question. Right. Like, I'll give a shot. Andy, I know I know my man Ando Calrissian is listening. Send us a, he's got a young son to or maybe brett's listening i we got some listeners out there if you like the show send us a dad question and we can start off the show with a quick one that's a beautiful idea because i was going to take one off the dad's facebook group right i decided against it because i thought it was ethically i didn't want to out anybody so i decided not to do it i love it and you know what most times the listeners are just waiting for you to say something about them so then they can turn off the podcast and so if we just do it up front (laughs) and they're like oh my god they already talked about me then they can end it and then they can go on with the rest of their day see that's what i don't i want to try to give give them what they want in the beginning yes but the email is two not so rad dads with the number two at gmail.com that's two not so rad dads at gmail.com make sure to leave us a review tell us all your friends about us now we're on spotify we're on apple podcasts we're on google we're gonna get and once you're on those i'll populate the rest of them too so subscribe and please leave us a review that would be awesome yes and you can leave a review on apple Podcasts, especially yeah that would really help us out you can also find us on yelp under the listing of temporarily closed uh, taco bell on southeast 82nd and foster 
Foster. And you can find us on Facebook now under the username Bye Bye Mitch, you fucking turtle. <laughs> uh, peace. Peace. <laughs>